This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Just Crack an Egg. And when I want to put the heat back in my relationship with breakfast, Ow. I head down to the, my local egg aisle. I look around to see who's watching, and I slip my hand onto the shelf, and I pull out Just Crack an Egg. It is a hot, fluffy scramble that's ready in less than two minutes. Yeah, you just add a fresh egg over the hearty breakfast fixins. And I know where you can get a fresh egg, because you're already in the egg aisle. Uh, Good point. Anyway, you stir it up, you microwave it, and reignite your love of breakfast any day of the week. Try all seven varieties, including Denver, Veggie, and Southwest style. And take breakfast back. Oh, I'm I'm me. And I'm also me. (laughs) And my name's Molly. And my name's Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, uh, the show where (laughs) I can't seem to get any words out. Yeah, no, we're we're trying uh, like a new intro this time. We didn't know (laughs) we were trying it. It's much worse than our usual (laughs) intro. It is. Okay, this is the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and then we wash our dishes. You got it. So. This episode is about electric dishwashers. The electric doesn't sound right. No. Automatic dishwashers. Like the, the dishwashers that most of us are familiar with from home kitchens. Dishwashing robots. Like, I think that's probably how they might have described them in the 50s. Exactly. So we already did Memory Lane because we didn't know this was going to be a separate episode when we started the washing dishes episode a couple weeks ago. There's so much about this episode that's already been a surprise. What do you think is going to happen next? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I think our mouths are going to break down in another hopefully entertaining way. Mm, great. Okay. Um, but. Well, so anyway, if you haven't already listened to our Hand was it hand dishwashing or hand washing? I, it's washing. not hand washing because that would be an episode about washing our hands, which we could probably we could also probably do that. get an episode out of that. Anyway, but um, go back and listen to it if if you uh, if you haven't yet. I think it was a, a good episode. Worth I think your so. Time. Uh, anyway, we found that we had so much to say about hand washing dishes that we have made dishwashing uh, y- using a dishwasher an entirely <laughs> wow. separate episode. Wow. There, we should have like we should have before we started the episode figured out some terminology because <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, now we just got to roll with it. Yeah. Here's our dishwasher episode. Okay. So may I tell you a bit of dishwasher history? Yeah. 
Okay. The first automatic dishwashers became available in the 1850s, and they were hand-cranked, and they sucked. So was it like a, like, did you need, like, a, an organ grinder to operate it? You mean like, like a, a monkey with yeah, a little suit? Yeah, like that kind of thing. He yes, just, it like, would come sits there with and... a monkey with a, with a suit, ah. but... It turned out, actually, the dishwashing part worked pretty well, but the monkey was way more trouble than it was worth. <laughs> yeah. I hope that they, they put all those monkeys in a sanctuary somewhere. Yeah, I think they I think they, all those, uh, those dishwashing, dishwasher grinding monkeys are still at a farm upstate <laughs> to this day. Okay. The, the oldest one is 169 <laughs> years old. Still cranking it. <laughs> I don't mean like cranking <laughs> Matthew. Anyway, okay, yeah, okay, go on, go on. So these um, these were really bad. How did, how were they bad? Um, like they required a lot of cranking and didn't get the dishes very clean. Is is my guess? <laughs> this sounds like my dishwasher okay. at home. All right, we'll get there. According to Wikipedia, the most successful of the hand-powered dishwashers was invented in 1887 by Josephine Cochran, together with mechanic George Butters in Josephine's tool shed in Shelbyville, Illinois. that sounds racy. When Cochran, a wealthy socialite, wanted to protect her china while it was being washed. So Cochran, uh, Josephine Cochran, got in touch with mechanic George Butters and said, Can you protect my china? I need need to protect my china. Can you come into my tool shed, please? What does this mean? (laughs) They called the, the lavadora later renamed the Lava Platos, and it debuted at the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. Wow. Gosh, that is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some of the um, some of the dishwashing monkeys from came in from the farm to, to watch the debut and, and were like, I'm so glad we don't have to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So this, this one, I think, was not cranked, but I'm not sure. Although maybe it would have to be. Well, wait, it says hand-powered. So I guess it was cranked. Okay. All right. So dishwashers similar to those of today were independently created in the UK and the US in the 1920s. And the first electric dishwasher, the first electric dishwasher was made by Mealy, which still makes dishwashers today. Mm-hmm. Um, Fancy appliances, those those Mealy or Meal yes. Meal. I don't know. I don't well, know either. I mean, I think it's. I don't think it's a silent e. I mean, like after the meal, you put your stuff into the mealy. <laughs> Yeah. But Okay. Anyway, th- so these early ones though, were they were they any good? I mean, were people able to buy these and actually put them in their homes? Sort of. So, like they were they were expensive and bulky. I think they did work much better than the monkey cranked ones. Okay. Um, but which co- to be fair, were not actually cranked by monkeys. We <laughs> you have don't know invented that. all of this. <laughs> no, most of what I everything not about monkeys has been true so far. Okay. I think. Okay. I'm glad that we clarified okay. this though. Um, so like most labor-saving home appliances, they didn't really become something available to the general public that uh, people could afford until after World War II and didn't get really popular until the 70s. Mm. So as of a couple years ago, when the most recent data was, uh, about 68% of American homes have dishwashers, but one in five of those homes never or almost <gasps> never uses it. That's so interesting. Um, I, mean, I the, know the, people who never use who use their dishwasher as a drying rack, basically. Interesting. Or never open it at all. Really? Yeah. Is it that they don't? Is it that they don't mind washing dishes, or does the dishwasher not work well? Are they trying to save energy? I think it's a it's some combination of those reasons. But I think that most commonly, when I've when I've asked people why don't you use your dishwasher, dishwasher, which is what I ask people on the street <laughs> all the time, it's that. 
they have a small household and they don't generate enough dishes to run it more than once every few days and may not even have enough dishes to support that life cycle. I get that. I was recently, um, I was recently, I think I've mentioned on the show that I've, I've gone away a couple of times to write at the home of a, an acquaintance. Mm-hmm. And because it was just me with like, you know, this big old dishwasher. Oh, so you went like full on dorm cup. Well, I, what do you mean full on dorm cup? Like, like where like I had like one cup that you never washed. Um, I actually didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I have to say that the first time I went and stayed at her house, I kind of did all the dishes by hand and did the dorm cup ish yep. approach. The second time I went, I, I think I realized I, I planned my food better. Okay. And uh, this time I really went for it and I used like all the cups and all the silverware, <laughs> all the plates. You sound and, very and, proud of yourself and I, and I don't know why. Well, because <laughs> like then I, I cut out the amount of time I was spending doing dishwashing oh, okay. oh, I mean, and instead loaded stuff in the dishwasher, which I discovered, I think it was the best functioning dishwasher I've ever used. Because oh, what I was going to say is if it's not your house, you don't have to do the dishes. That's That's how I see it. What if it's a house? I'm a, I'm a terrific house guest. You're amazing. Yeah. You're never staying at my. You're never even coming to my house again. That <laughs> seems fair. Yeah. Was this? Uh, you said this was like like out in in like a rural area. Right? Yeah, I was. I could was on you Whidbey see Island. the monkey farm from your window? <laughs> I could not see the monkey. Because that farm. sounds sounds seems like it would be but very I uh, did relaxing. Spend, I, I did spend a lot of time being distracted by wildlife while I was oh, supposed to okay. be writing. How like, many different species did you see? Oh well, I got. Even more into bird watching there than okay. I had been before. So a bunch I, of birds. I saw my first varied thrush there. Wow, it was super exciting. I saw. I choose to be impressed by that. I saw flickers for the first okay. time. Oh, in person. I've, seen, I've seen northern flickers. That's a beautiful bird. They're really beautiful. Yeah. I also um, saw. A, so deer are a real menace for a lot of of people uh, in many parts of the world. But anyway, uh, there were a lot of deer around (laughs) this woman's house and I loved watching them. Did that bird you hate ever show up? The Stellar's Jay? Oh, no, there were no Stellar's Jays okay, there. Good. You know, I've made peace with the Stellar's Jay. Uh, when there was a big windstorm here recently, my <laughs> bird feeder fell off the hook that it was on and fell onto the ground. And the tray that was attached to the bottom uh-huh. of it. Shut up, Matthew. Don't interrupt me. The tray that was attached to the bottom of my bird feeder broke off. And I have not replaced it. But I've realized that now that I don't have this tray, the Stellar's Jays, they can't perch on the tiny little perches that are otherwise on this bird feeder. And so I'm just, I've made peace with the Stellar's Jays because they leave my my bird feeder alone now. Peace means. That's like huh. if if you if you had well, a neighbor this... that you weren't getting along with and you like put up a fence <laughs> over your door so they <laughs> good fences make good neighbors or you put up a camera <laughs> so you could pretend not to be home <laughs> when they came by. I made peace with my neighbor. Yeah, like we've achieved détente. Okay, well anyway, I yeah. have achieved a détente with the Stellar's. Chase. Okay, great. Are there any things that you secretly put into your dishwasher, even though you know you're not supposed to dishwash those things? I have one. I definitely have done this, I think, with a couple of ceramic mugs and mm-hmm. things that I was supposed to hand wash. I was just like, life is too short. Yeah. I The thing that I always uh, dishwash when I should be hand washing is the bamboo skimmer. 
Oh, yeah. So like, also known like a, as a spider. Yes, a bamboo stick with a metal cage on the end because you can't hand wash that without hate hand tearing it. up your sponge and or your hand. And you I never even get it, it clean anyway because things get jammed in so there. So do you oil the the <laughs> handle to, to make sure that it doesn't get all splintery? I and- lovingly rub it down with many coats of mineral oil. It's a very sensual process. Do you actually? No. Okay. Seems fine. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what is a big pet peeve for me? Uh-huh. I do not like it when people, like house guests, like uh-huh. yourself. Oh, boy. <laughs> Matthew Esther Burton, future house guest. I feel like you're about to put never your actual house guests on blast. You <laughs> love saying putting mm-hmm. things you're on blast. You're about to dunk on them. No, I do not like it when people put knives in the dishwasher. Yeah, I agree. Not so much because it, it might damage the knives, but because I'm going to be reaching into right. that dishwasher later and I want to have a hand still when I remove my arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's one thing to choose to remove your arm, but to have your hand right. involuntarily removed is not okay. exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't. I was going to donate that complete arm to a bionic woman. Why not a man? Um, it seems like bionic men. I don't know. They uh, they, they don't they, get the credit got more they deserve. Resources. No, they've got more resources available right, right, to yes. them. Okay. What is your strategy for loading the dishwasher? Oh, wow. You know, this is a really interesting question. Can I? I think everybody who uses a dishwasher has strong feelings on this topic. Absolutely. I have a very different strategy from my partner. And so I have always, and I I know I talked about this in in the um, hand washing dishes episode, but I have a very, I've always thought that. I've always been the sort of neater, more orderly person in my relationships. Sure. However, um, what I think... Like literally every single time, every single relationship? Well, except this one with Ash. Because oh, okay. what I think is a, an orderly and logical way of loading the dishwasher, like for Ash, like, well, they come along and completely move everything around. Like, I think they think that I'm being really inefficient with space however they do this thing that makes me crazy which is i feel firmly that you cannot put lightweight plastic things like those deli containers and lightweight tupperwares on the bottom you can't put those on the bottom agreed they fly around and ash is forever taking the ones that i've put up top in a really good position where they won't move hey molly and moving them to the bottom up top up top matthew um, anyway, my strategy is uh, glasses up top, mm-hmm. of course, lightweight plastics and stuff up top, yep. lids either kind of wedged between glasses um, or in, I have this tippity top rack. I have, where, a, t- I have a tippity top Where you're too. supposed to put silverware, but I've never done that. You're supposed to put silverware up there? Because well, I have a whole silverware thingy on the bottom I also. have a silverware thingy on the bottom, but my tippity top rack. Yeah. Is it's very shallow, right? And it's got these tiny little mm-hmm. prongs yeah. where you're supposed to lay your silverware on its side. Oh, yeah. No, I use that for lids. When I and then I forget that they're there, and yes. they run through like seven cycles before I get back to them. Absolutely. When I was living with a host family in France, mm-hmm. that was my first time seeing a dishwasher that had that little top silverware rack. Oh, I haven't seen it. I didn't see it until I got one. Like. A few months ago. Mm, I generally use mine for lids like you do, especially lids of deli containers. Mm -hmm. And sometimes for like um, little plates or bowls that I'm using for like soy sauce or something like that. Yeah. 
Wow. Um, anyway, then on the, the lowest rack uh, is where I put all the silverware and, uh, and of course, plates and then large bowls, like bowls that you would eat ramen out of mm-hmm. or pasta or something like that. I never, I never put actual cooking equipment or baking pans in my dishwasher. Yeah, I, I do those by hand. Either. Now, when you put bowls on the bottom, are you concerned that they will block the spraying water from reaching the top rack? No. I've never worried about that. I've never worried about that either, and especially not. My current dishwasher has a, a uh, pipe well, that I goes th- up the back, so it sprays water separately on the top rack. I, I know that I should know this, but I feel pretty darn certain that I have two sprayers, one on the floor of the dishwasher mm-hmm. underneath the bottom rack, and then one that's kind of attached to the middle rack, yeah, like the glass too. rack. Yeah. So I don't worry so much about things getting, uh, you know, falling into the, uh, the shadow. Yeah. So do you have bottle sprayers? And if so, have you ever used them? What are bottle sprayers? Okay. I've never tried these. I I have not ever had like an especially dirty bottle. <laughs> but there's a section on the the top rack, not the not the super tippy top rack, but like I guess the middle I like rack. How, I like how you've you've started calling it the tippy top yes. rack, just um, just like I started on my doing. dishwasher. That they're like these red clips, and they are you know that some of the prongs. Uh, okay, okay, wait, can you show me this right now? Let's I, go. I, I, let's okay, go take a look okay, right now. I'll take okay. I'll take a picture, and we're gonna post it spilledmilkpodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. With more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, Third Love designs bras with breast size and shape in mind. So you get a perfect fit and a premium feel. And <laughs> gotta get a premium feel. <laughs> yeah. Molly, I understand you have a little something to share with us well, about so, Third Love. So recently, so, you know, I, I'm writing, I'm writing the manuscript for, for my next book. Yeah. And I was writing about. Sure. Turn this Third Love ad <laughs> into a plug for your no, book. No, but I was writing about what I was wearing to go on a date. <gasps> I, this feels oh, dumb now no, that no, I talk no, no. about it. But I anyway, I mentioned that I was wearing this this bra that had hot pink straps. Oh, it's vivacious. And then I remembered that it was the vivacious colored 24-7 t-shirt bra from Third of Love. Of course. I hope you put that entire phrase into the book. <laughs> no. Anyway, it was a it was a it was an important date. I I, may, I don't know whether it's going to make the cut, but boy, my third love bras make the cut. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, they're they're cut to fit you whatever shape and size you are. Yes. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk now to find your perfect fitting bra. And get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk for 15% off today. This episode is brought to you by Bill Nye's new podcast, Science Rules. Yes, guys. It's that Bill Nye. You probably know him as the science guy. Oh, that rhymes. Yeah, Bill Nye, the science guy. And this show is for all of us that loved his show as a kid. So basically, you mean all of us. All of us. Right. So on Science Rules, Bill Nye, he takes calls from listeners. He answers all of their questions, weird questions, embarrassing questions, occasionally more serious questions. I'm going to assume these are science questions, but maybe you can ask him literally anything. Well, so I understand that one of the questions he's going to be answering is, how often should I really be washing my pillowcase? Now, I'm going to listen to that episode. I'm not sure if I actually want to know the answer. Are you answer. just going to fast forward through the yeah. answer? Like, what's the opposite? Like, it's it's not that I don't want to be spoiled. Like, I don't even want to have the denouement. What about this question? How do we go about putting colonies on Mars? 
Um, oh, you're asking me? No, oh. no. That's another question he's <laughs> oh, okay. going to be tackling. And he is going to tackle serious questions like how will we prevent another Flint River crisis? So important. I'm glad that Bill Nye is here to help us with this. So Bill is on a mission to explain how science rules everything in the universe and also cash rules everything around him. <laughs> and you'll have to listen to the podcast to find out what people are asking him. The first episode of Science Rules is out now. So check it out right after listening to our podcast and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Right. So, you know, so a few of the prongs of the top rack are actually sprayers with a clip attached to them. So you can like clip a bottle to them and get all the way like, you know, deep down inside the bottle and clean out all the gunk. Have not tried it. And partly because if you set it to, to run the bottle sprayers, it adds like 40 minutes to the wash cycle. Mm, and I and my wash cycle is already really long. It's long. Especially if you use the like eco setting right why why does that make it take I don't longer know, but it's the same thing with washing machines if i you, guess if you do it on like a you know environmental setting it's here's yeah all that like i mean it's um, really long the eco setting on i, I don't all think there's like a specific really eco se- <laughs> what <laughs> i said that if you put it on the environmentally friendly setting it's all bad it's all bad <laughs> okay so it's like the opposite of it's all good. Right. right. Okay. So, so to to uh, to so sum up, smart according to Molly Weisenberg, environmentalism is all bad. Um, <laughs> no, on my there isn't like a specific eco setting, but there's the like uh, you know detect filth level setting. You know. Oh, is that the auto setting? Yeah. Okay. I've and never that used takes it. Takes longer than the non-auto setting, and like always, even though it's supposed to like detect how dirty the stuff is and adjust. Here's my guess what's going on with the eco setting. I think it's using colder water for a longer time because heating the water is is the most energy intensive part of the process. Okay. Okay. That's that's what I think is going on. Well, uh, so Matthew, how do you load your dishwasher? Okay. So plates along the front on the bottom usually. If I have to go to the back and, and start putting plates in the back, something feels off to me. Because that's supposed to be where, like, bowls go. Oh, it's supposed to be. Yeah. I will put glasses on the bottom. I have no problem with that. I will only do that if I have more glasses than big things for the bottom and if I am trying to fill the dishwasher to run it. Right. So I find I fill the top rack way before I fill the bottom, typically. Yes, me too. Um, Because, I guess because I use a lot of, like, medium-sized bowls and glasses. Mm-hmm. And I I think my current dishwasher has a really good arrangement of prongs, mm-hmm. so I can get a lot of stuff in there. My previous dishwasher had the worst prong topography I've ever seen. It was absolutely an atrocity. You could get you put do, like four bowls in like there and you're names? done. I do not remember the brand. <laughs> What's your current brand? GE. Okay, I used to have a. Maybe it was a GE. That remember the Quiet Partner. I do. I'm so glad we, you remembered to mention that. That was the the dishwasher I had when when we first bought our house. Uh-huh. It had like a white plastic front. It was literally the the brand was, name was literally the Quiet Partner. The, the the model name. It was the Quiet Partner Two. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, it was not, not very ask quiet. Do not what happened to the quiet partner one. It was not very quiet, and it died. And now I have an Electrolux, mm-hmm. and I have no idea why. I think we went to the Sears outlet. That makes sense. And that was how we, I don't know how we decided which one we were buying. But anyway, I can't recommend it, people. Oh. Electrolux, like, please get in yeah. touch. Why is this dishwasher not better? I wonder how much it varies from model to model, though, because I'm sure GE makes, like, 80 models of so dishwasher. The, the dishwasher that I used at that house where I went on a writing retreat uh-huh. was a Gen Air. Went on a writing rampage, it sounds like. Where I went on a Gen, it was a, where I went on a Gen Air. That's the dishwasher. <laughs> wow, yeah. I, us, we Gen Xers really can go, know how to go Gen Air. <laughs> Oh God! Uh. <laughs> no. Anyway, the dishwasher there was a Gen Air, and the uh, the dish rack part had like this really smooth action where it oh, kind of like mine does sl- not have slide that. out. Brandon says that his dis- dishwasher now has it. I don't know what his type is. Maybe KitchenAid. But anyway, I am. Super I think you into know this. what his type is. <laughs> I think I do, actually. (laughs) Anyway, I was super into that Gen Air dishwasher, and it did such a good job. And it dried everything perfectly. Wow. My Electrolux... Even when you have it on like the dry setting... Yeah, it's weird. It leaves everything soaking wet. Yeah, because I think... I've, I, as far as I know, I've never used a dishwasher that does anything to dry other than just heat the thing up. Like, it just, it just I, turns I on the heating element do. and just leaves it there. Wouldn't, wouldn't, shouldn't it have, like, fans? Well, you would think. I wonder what makes this Gen Air one so good. I mean, you could, you could open the door of it the instant the light went off to tell you it was finished with the cycle, and everything would be perfectly dry. Yeah, my first dishwasher, which... Uh, yeah, I don't remember when it was. Like it came with some previous apartment. Um, the management had disabled the heated mm. dry function mm-hmm. on all of the dishwashers throughout the building because, like, there was a recall or something, and they didn't want to replace them. They so they just disabled it. So everything was just like drippity drippy. Uh, so usually, so Ash Abby, and I, can we cut the part where I said drippy drippy? <laughs> so <laughs> leave it, Abby. Leave it. So my Electrolux. I'm going to keep saying this over and uh, over again. Um, more like Electra sucks. Because I'm I right? just really hoping that the company will reach out to me and say, please don't don't slander us again. Please accept a, a free dishwasher. Please accept a free dishwasher. Could, could happen. That's usually what happens when you insult something. <laughs> Anyway, so what we do when the dishwasher is finished with its cycle, we um, take out all the plastic things from it, like all the all the Tupperwares and the lids. Yeah, because those seem to dry more slowly. Absolutely. Yeah. And then because it's because plastic doesn't retain heat. Ah, as well. And then we we put those um, like on the dish rack Mm -hmm. and then we leave the dishwasher open with the racks like fully slid out onto the door. Okay, that makes um, sense. For a few hours or overnight, and then we unload the dishwasher. Because, well, I could do it overnight, but it uh, we can't open the I, refrigerator when the dishwasher is open. Yeah, I can't leave it open during the day if I am actually needing to cook anything right. because it's um, the dishwasher sits right in front of like the main part of the kitchen counter. Yeah, I feel like ours vents pretty well. Like I haven't noticed a big difference between drying open and drying closed really yeah i feel like mine would never dry if it were closed yeah i don't know maybe maybe try good old general electric general electric if if you're listening (laughs) and i'm speaking not to the company but to the general herself (laughs) 
Molly needs a dishwasher. I do. Please. Hey, do we have any listeners who work for a dishwasher company that it is possible. wants to send me something? I hate this would you, dishwasher. Would you do an endorsement? I, can I we would. be bought, I guess is I, what I'm I saying. I can be bought. We can be bought. Well, because here's the thing. like I'm throwing all this money into like water and electricity yes. for this thing. And, and it really, I mean, frankly, I should join that group of one in five Americans who doesn't use their dishwasher because this thing is kind of worthless. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, also, We'll see Matthew, what happens. How thoroughly do you have to wash your dishes before you put them in? Oh, my God. Because I'm so glad you asked. Mine, and this is a perfect segue to the thing I wanted to talk about next. I have to make mine basically clean. Oh, no. Like, I can leave. When I put them in. Gunk? It, mine will degunk oh, mine pretty will, well. Mine will not degunk. Even if I, okay, so Ash eats plain yogurt mixed with granola and mm-hmm. honey <clears throat> every I morning for breakfast. That. And if they don't thoroughly wash out every bit of yogurt residue before they oh. put the bowl in the dishwasher, and then let's say the dishwasher sits for a couple days before we run it, that bowl is going to come out of the dishwasher with yogurt still like filmed on oh it. yeah no not mine mine's good at degunking except the only thing i've why noticed why am is, i even using why my are dishwasher? you even using this like i didn't know how sad this was gonna get i feel like i'm gonna cry when if i put a bowl on the top rack and there's anything on the outside of the bowl obviously it's not gonna reach that very effectively so like if i've got like a smear of chili oil on the outside of a bowl it's still gonna be a, a slick mm-hmm. when the dishwasher is done and that's mm-hmm. sad that is sad. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like, I, I think on the, the hand washing dishes episode, we talked about the importance of washing the back of dishes. Oh, yeah. Like the backs of pots and pans, especially. You know, something I've noticed that actually I would like your advice on or advice from the listeners is not really specifically dishwashing related, but my bottle of vegetable oil always gets oily on the outside. Oh, then and, does it get kind of sticky? And get, Yeah, it gets, it gets gross. And I have to like wash the bottle, mm-hmm. which is really clunky. And then it just happens again. Again, like, is there some sort of better bottle I could be decanting vegetable oil into that would have like a drip-free spout or something? But then you've got a bottle to wash. I mean, luckily you've got well, but I'm going to have to wa- wash the bottle anyway. Oh, oh, yeah, I can put it in. I can uh, use the bottle scrubber. I mean, Matthew, maybe you should just be. Can you just use ad- coconut oil? No, could you just kind of like more attentively wipe the drips as they happen? Yeah, I probably could. I mean, that's what I do with my bottle of vegetable oil. And then I can use those drips to lovingly um, rub down the handle of my bamboo skimmer. Well, I so really, let's say I'm pouring a little bit of peanut oil into a wok or something Mm -hmm. like that. When I lift the bottle from pouring, I just sort of sweep my fingers across the mouth of it to get off a drip and then I kind of like rub it into my hands or onto the handle of the wooden spoon I'm using or I've never done anything like that and I'm gonna try it try it okay anyway I I I probably need to moisturize you probably do I mean I'm looking at your hands right now Matthew wow they're cracked they're they're (sighs) they're not at all actually you have you have um you have what looks like the hands of a Podcaster. The hands of a podcaster. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, delicate and youthful. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
<laughs> one one time, a, a, cl- a clerk at a bakery like touched my hand while giving me change and told me I had really soft hands. It was the weirdest retail interaction I've ever had. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think that person was hitting on you. I maybe. I don't I'm know. I'm always bad at telling when people telling when people are actually like, like hitting like, on, a, on a person. Like a, cl- a clerk at a store wouldn't be hitting on a customer, would they? I don't know. I don't know anything about how the world works. I probably not. I think it like such things if they go they go the other way yeah, around right i've been that person who has had the lack of social awareness to hit i'm always that person to hit on on someone working in a grocery store mm-hmm. <laughs> okay great yeah. okay we've talked about this in yeah, the past I think I've, yeah, yeah i've done it twice and i think we've talked about both times i think so okay there is so speaking of how much gunk can you put in your dishwasher there is a commercial. Molly, I'm about to tell you two things that uh, you're going to want to check out later. I should have I should have mentioned this before the show, before the episode. Thanks um, a lot. There's a commercial that we will link to, SpilledMilkPodcast.com, for a mealy dishwasher that, among other things, they put an entire cake in the top rack and oh. show how it can take down a cake over the course of the cycle. Please, somebody, somebody reach out and send me a new dishwasher. Uh-huh. Yeah, the I, one, I, the one I, that kills cakes. I have some cakes that I need to dispose of. <laughs> <laughs> have I mentioned that one time years ago, um, we accidentally put away the cake, our cake box with yes, a cake like, still a in, cake it, in it, and discovered it weeks later. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Okay. The other thing is, I once wrote a short story about a dishwasher. You did? And we'll link to Why that also. Why I read it? Um, I don't know. It was This was like eight years ago. Wow. I've almost never written a short story. I think this is one of two short stories I've ever written I, since I graduated I I, from elementary school. I guess I wasn't your first reader yet. I guess not. Uh, it's like a little uh, scary story. Oh, is about, it, does it have boneless hands in it? It sort of does. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Cool. It's okay. definitely it's definitely in the boneless hands mold. What what dishwashing soap do you use? Do you use a powder, a pellet, a gel? I use a pellet. Okay. And um, which kind? The one I use most often, like I'm not super picky, although some of some of like the cheaper ones smell funky, I think. Mm. Um the powdery ones. But I use I tend to use the um uh Finnish brand, the one with the little red oh, the power ball, ball in the middle, the power ball. Yeah. So not not like the you know, the basic one, not the one that they want you to spend eight times as much for because it has all these features. I I think that those work really well. Again, my dishwasher usually leaves like half the pellet in the thing. Does yours? Has it occurred to you that you need a new dishwasher? <laughs> I got No, it doesn't mine does not leave half a pellet. Okay, so then I switched to the finished kind that um that is gel mm-hmm. with a little bit of powder in the middle, and that works better. Okay. Well what happens if you just and put then, Tide Pods in? Then I ran out of those. Okay. <laughs> and we and there bought... was absolutely no way to replenish your supply. <laughs> we bought some palm olive, like eco. It's in a white bottle, mm-hmm. a liquid. Okay. But I'm finding that it's taking the finish off of some of our spoons. Oh, so it's it's almost too good. It's like too good. It, it's I I don't know if these spoons can be brought back from the ledge. You might have to refinish them. I think so. It's going to be expensive. Can you do I that with a spoon to get a new dishwasher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I don't the... have uh, Matthew. I don't have a YNAB category for this. Oh well. I mean, start one. I have other things to do, like pay my mortgage. Well, that can wait, right? Um, so, but but someone's going to send you one. I I feel I can feel it. Oh God, I really hope 
so. is how ethical is that? Not sure. <laughs> but someone send Molly a dishwasher. We don't please, care. Please, please. Um, even you can even send me a used one as long as it works really well. Yeah, just like if you have a dishwasher, if you're one of the one in five who are not using your dishwasher, yeah, just, right just pull it, it right me. out from under the counter, leave a gaping hole there. You can put like a little curtain over it or something. Yeah. Or a, a dollhouse in there. Yeah, I was thinking that I don't know, you could turn it into a guest bedroom yep. for uh for Stuart Little. For Stuart Little. Yep. Gosh, I get that'd be like a guest mansion. Yeah. For Stuart Little. That'd be awesome. Let's have Stuart Little over. <laughs> um one thing that bugs me about the Finnish brand uh, dishwasher tablets is that until a few years ago, that brand was called Electrosol, which mm. is a cool name. And then they changed it to Finnish, which is a nothing name. What Do you remember the, the dishwashing detergent that your parents used when you were a kid? I think it was Cascade. Yes. My parents used powder, Cascade right? powder. Yep. And it was in a green. Yep box and it had um, a little metallic spout kind of like the yep. Morton salt. Yep. I remember this very canister. well. It, it was my job to empty the dishwasher and the way to to this day in my house the way we uh, signal that the dishwasher is dirty is if there's soap in it and the soap thing is closed it's dirty and mm. if the soap thing is open it's clean. How do you do you have like one of those magnets that you put on the front or is yours just always dirty because it sucks? No in general um well, because you can't really use a significant portion of the kitchen when the dishwasher is open. Mm -hmm. um, it, well, so we can't just... No, I don't leave the door open. I just leave the door to the soap thing open. But hold on. Yeah. I'm saying that once we have clean dishes in there, mm -hmm. you pretty much need to unload it as soon as you can get them dry. Okay. Because if you leave the dishwasher closed with clean dishes in it, they never dry. Oh, okay. So you have to open the door, let it dry, and then put them away immediately. So there's okay. no... It, it, like, Interesting. Interesting. If our but, I mean, dish, if, there's if, something good about that, I think. If our dishwasher is, if it has dishes in it, those dishes are dirty. Okay. Do you ever use Jet Dry or another <gasps> rinse aid? My mom used to, and maybe still does. But yeah, growing up, she always used Jet Dry. Every once in a while, like what does I feel it like. Do? So it's it's for like if you're taking your dishes out and they have like a filmy mm -hmm. residue, which is so gross. Well, so in Oklahoma, the you know the water must have had a different mineral content. It was hard water. It, I think it was harder because it would. Do leave... people still talk about hard water? I feel like this was a thing that came up a lot at one point. So once again. Matthew, this house that I was staying in on Whidbey Island, uh -huh. it was on uh, it was on a well, okay. and it had a water softener like machine oh, wow. in a closet. It just kind of massages the water until it gets soft <laughs> and pliant. It gets, it's like one of those kale massaging yes, devices, yes, exactly. fingers. Yeah, it's a kale massaging device like we all have. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so my mom used to use Jet Dry because otherwise the water where she lived would uh -huh. leave a residue. Okay. And I don't have to do that here in Seattle. My water isn't that way. Um, do you? No, uh, like once every six. I don't think I've had to use it on the new dishwasher. So maybe the new dishwasher is better. Okay. I have no idea if I have hard or soft water. It seems pretty soft when I touch it. Uh, the last thing I put on the agenda, j I just wrote, wouldn't it be great if they made a dishwasher with a clear door? And then I was like, wait, I guess people don't want to look at their dirty dishes all the time. I think I just want to watch the cycle. I want to sit in yeah. front of it and like meditatively watch well, dishes like wa slowly like go the from dishwasher? dirty to clean. Did you say washing the dishwasher? <laughs> watching the dishwasher. Yes. Watching who Who watching? will wash the dishwashers? No. I ask you. Well, sometimes I've wanted to do that for my dishwasher as well. Sometimes it smells bad. Oh, mine has filters that you clean. 
So God, here's I a story. So so like I got a new dishwasher recently and like, you know, I didn't have to pay for it because it came from I mean, it's coming out of my rent in one way or another. But, it you know, the the manager replaced it and he replaced it because the old dishwasher like was collecting like nasty, like like bilge water at the bottom and was like making a funky smell when it when it would uh, rinse. And uh, then. <laughs> Right, I like the. I like how you phrase that. Making a funky smell. <laughs> it was. It was cooking up something a little bit funky. Okay. Um, and guess what's in? Guess what's in the kitchen? Um, Dinah. <laughs> that's that's correct. Wait, someone's with okay. Dinah though. Uh, someone, someone is in the kitchen with Dinah. We have not yet. Um, we're not ready to release the name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, you don't say it. Do not say the name. Oh god, it's Voldemort, I isn't think, it? Oh god, I'm tipped the corner. Uh, it's. <laughs> I've been meaning. Let's queue up. Let's queue up the theme music for the uh, the Molly Cry segment. I've been needing to have a good cry all week. <laughs> let's see. What would a, what would a good song be for this? <laughs> We should we should like slowly become one of those shows that has segments with song, like songs that introduce them. <laughs> Molly needs a good cry. Something like that. It usually starts with a laugh. Mm-hmm. It usually starts with me laughing, and then I realize like, oh no, I'm about to tip over, and now I'm gonna cry. And Ash has gotten quite used to this now. This is a feature of my uh, emotional it's life. A it's not a bug. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and watching watching Ash's face, watching mm-hmm. me as I cycle through through my my feelings. You were like, your face is like a dishwasher because like know, like I, my dishwasher starts with sort of a rumbling sound and then the water works every, and then it pauses like again. Every now and then, I've just got to get my feelings out uh-huh. and they come out through my face. Yeah, it's not a criticism. No, I think that's good. Know <sighs> know yourself. Anyway, I feel a little better now, but I feel like it might not be done. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We're we're out of time for this episode. <laughs> So I'll, uh, I'll wrap this up for you. Uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com. I'm sure there's like 17 other dishwasher-related topics that we didn't talk about. Uh, please send Molly a dishwasher. Here's her home address. Um, no, seriously, if you're if you're a dishwasher manufacturer uh, and you want to send Molly a dishwasher, get in touch. Contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com. This but is it, not a joke. Yeah, no, this is absolutely not a joke. We've never been more serious about anything in our lives. Probably not. You can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. Uh, I want to hear, like, what what are your... Here's, here's what I want to know. If someone comes over to your house and offers to wash dishes and they fill your dishwasher, what are the things they do that make you so mad when you next open the dishwasher and see that it wasn't loaded by you? Oh my gosh, you? this is going to be, people are going to just I want to hear it. Get it, get it all it out talking there. Like, about this. Really, like let, let your feelings flow just the way Molly just did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh and and may still be doing I haven't decided if it's over yet Um, you can find us on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast our producer is Abby Circatella please leave us a review on iTunes Stitcher CastBox Google Podcasts and until next time thank you for listening to Spilled Milk Uh, you can put a cake in us and we'll make it disappear (laughs) I like it (laughs) I'm Matthew Uh, Amster Burton I'm Molly Weisenberg Okay, Matthew, show me. Oh!
Oh wow. I I don't have these. Okay, let's take it back to the back to the stage. Holy cow, that's cool. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.